Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Quorum and Justin Nielsen here with a look at the action in today's session, Thursday, September 7th, where we did see further deterioration for the S&P 500 and NASDAQ, but it did look like the indexes were able to close somewhat off of their lows today, Justin. Yeah, and there's still some areas that look pretty okay. So we'll take a look at some of the stocks that were holding up pretty well, including Amazon.com, Nutanix, and Nucor. Great, let's do it. First, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today down nine tenths of a percent, the S&P 500 off just three tenths of a percent of the Dow, actually positive on the day up two tenths of a percent. But like the NASDAQ, the Russell 2000 was also hard hit small caps down nine tenths of a percent today. So if we look at the NASDAQ composite here, Justin, a down day below the 50 day line after closing right at that level yesterday. But like I said, off lows for the day. But where does this put this in terms of the rally attempt, the follow through day? What should we be thinking about, Justin? Well, I, I think you should be thinking defense um, because, look, you know, this is this is one of the reasons why we try not to get overly excited by any follow through day. What we like to do is wait for the rally and the stocks to prove themselves. And that means that you're making money. And this was very short lived. I mean, if you think about when the follow through day happened, it was just a little over a week ago. And this is a short week. So uh, we didn't have that many days where we were actually seeing progress before we started rolling over. And now we're kind of losing these areas of support. You know, 14,000 was kind of the first one. And look, that was that was maybe a, a little tight, you know, um, but then once we got to the 50 day moving average line, I felt like yesterday was kind of a critical juncture. Uh, yep. Do we flop on the other side of that fence or do we, you know, come over to the, the, the right side? And it looked like we flopped to the wrong side here. And mm -hmm. so while it is nice to see that we recovered off the lows, I mean, the NASDAQ was down as much as 1.7% intraday. And it closed to a nine tenths percent, uh, you know, loss. It still it gapped down. Um, so one of the things that when you're looking at the daily chart and there's a gap down, um, we have what we call the true range. And that is if you look at where the close of the prior day is and kind of make that bar a little bit bigger, uh, you know, it, it looks like it closed in the top of the range, but really it was kind of mid range, mid -range when you consider yeah. that close. So not a great look again. It's better than closing at the lows, but still not really spectacular. The one thing we can say is that it did hold above the low of the follow through day. That's right. kind of a line in the sand that we're looking at as potentially putting the chances of failure very high, but we don't have much room. You know, it's, it, it, it did get under there uh, earlier today. And while it closed above there, we don't have that much room. So you know, on top of that, there's a lot of stocks that just aren't working. They're right. they're back below their 50-day moving average line. So that's got to all kind of be put together to kind of make you say, okay, if if I if you have some stocks that are working, that's great. But this is not a time to be doing some aggressive buying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the uptrend here, uh, kind of on the ropes at this point. Right. And so if we do get a close below the low of the follow-through day, IBD's research shows there's a very large chance that the rally ultimately will fail. Is that right, Justin? Yeah, this originally came from some market school studies that I did with um, Mike Mike Webster and Charles Harris uh, years ago. And it, it's, it's something that we studied on the NASDAQ, but we found that it actually works on a lot of the other indexes as well. And, you know, there are those cases where you can undercut it and still survive. 
But in most cases, it's an early warning that you're going to undercut the rally itself, the, the rally day low. And that would be all the way down at 13,161. Um, or if you don't undercut that, you at least aren't making progress for a while. Right. Okay. Well, we'll have to see what tomorrow brings us the end of this shortened trading week. Let's also take a look at the S&P 500 here because it is now visibly below the 50-day line as well. And the follow-through day low, not much lower. So kind of a similar situation there, Justin. And the Dow managed to eke out a gain today, but it was still an inside day. Yeah, still an inside day. And the Dow had already looked a little bit uh, weaker, you know, yeah. previously it was it was undercutting its lows from early August. Uh, so it was kind of in a very different position when the follow through day was happening on the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ, the Dow was no longer in position for that. And so it, it was too early. And so this never really had a follow through day. It's it's certainly weaker. And the Russell 2000 is also kind of been showing a lot more weakness for the year. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's that got up above its 50 day moving average line immediately got turned away and and couldn't hold it. And one other thing I just want to point out here that I think is important. Uh, we, we talk about the equal weighted indexes. And if you look at the RSP, which is the equal weighted S&P 500, uh, what's interesting is how this also really just came up to that 50 day moving average line and got turned away. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's another thing that is making me a little bit more um, cautious here and, and not right. wanting to get too involved because the fact that that breadth issue that we've been dealing with for a while is rearing its head, um, especially uh, clearly on the RSP, uh, I think that's something that just can't be ignored. Mm -hmm. Well said, Justin. Let's take a look at the 10-year treasury yield off today, but for the week, we are seeing a bounce off of the 10-week line. Yeah, off today, but still, it, it, it wasn't helping stocks that much. So, uh, you know, don't don't necessarily look at the ten-year Treasury yield for um, for for respite here. And right. you know, I, I mean, it is it is generally good for stocks when the ten-year Treasury yield comes down. Um, but you know, it really popped a lot uh, in in recent days. So it, it's going to have to come down more before you see stocks react. Mm -hmm. I think. Yep, that makes sense. Well, we are seeing. Strength in the energy sector continue. Uh, USO, which tracks crude, down a little bit today. Looks looks like an inside day, but man, have we seen a big move up in crude lately, and that has definitely benefited energy stocks, which are holding up uh, near highs for the year here. Yeah, and so after this big move that uh, we had, what I'm really looking for is, does it hold the move? And so far, it looks like it is. One down day is not is not a big deal, but the fact that it's holding the move is, is important. And remember with XLE, you know, that is very heavily weighted in ExxonMobil and Chevron. And Chevron right. was looking, you know, fairly weak. I mean, that was below its 200-day moving average line until just recently. Um, but you could also, in terms of looking at the oil stocks, you could also look at XOP, um, OIH. Those also give you kind of an idea of what's happening in the services area, the, um, the explorers and producers. So there, there's a number of ways to kind of get an idea of the strength there. But this is something that we've been talking about on IBD Live with the industry groups um, 
we've just been seeing the strength kind of really kind of come in strong. Uh, a lot of our lists have kind of shifted more towards oil and gas. Uh, so th th there is definitely something happening there. So if you're right. if you're looking for an area of strength right now, that seems to be a big one. It is. And Justin, it's never a good sign when we check in on utilities. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this has been down in the dumps for a while and, you know, it, it got back above its 200 day moving average line. But you have to be kind of aware the two the two best performing sectors today were XLU and XLRE, uh, which is the real estate ETF uh, sector ETF. And when you see those up for the day, that just kind of tells you that people are getting in more of a defensive mindset. Um, if you add XLP in there, you know, for the consumer staples, um, you know, that wasn't up that much, but it was still up. Uh, so, you know, take, you know, keep an eye on these. That'll let you know that people are getting a little bit more serious about uh, defending their portfolios. Right. Take a look at IGV. This is the software sector down fractionally today, just two tenths of a percent offloads and trading nice and tight here. So seems like leaders in this sector are still holding up nicely, Justin. Yeah, I, I think it's just really worth kind of mentioning how strong, um, strong now. Granted, some of the stocks that are heavily weighted in IGV are holding up well. Uh, I would count Adobe among those. Um, Oracle, which has earnings next week. Um, you've got you know Microsoft not doing too bad. Intuit, uh, that's that's not bad looking. And ServiceNow. I mean, these are all big heavyweights in that space. Um, so it's it's something that I think is worth watching. Um, the tight action is is something I really like that I'm seeing here. All right. And Justin, we are uh, seeing your video and audio feed chop up a little bit there. We need oh, no. we need the software to work for <laughs> us, uh, not against us. We're talking good about the software sector. Come on, uh, software here. All right. And here's a look at ServiceNow, which looks very similar to IGV. So, yeah, it's definitely one we are watching. One last ETF to get through, and that is XME, Justin. This is the Metals and Mining Group. Just when it looked like these stocks were going to start participating, now seeing a bit of weakness there as well. Yeah, so we will be talking about one of these stocks, but overall, um, a lot of areas that were kind of looking interesting, um, it's, it's kind of widespread. So we just have to be very cautious, especially as we see these areas of support get breached. Right. Okay. Let's take a look at tech giant Amazon A nice upside reversal today, right at the 50 day line. It was also an outside day for the stock. We didn't get above average volume, Justin, but all things considered on uh, the kind of day that we had today to see this strength out of Amazon seems notable. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really kind of interesting here how, how good this looks. Um, it's, it's, held that 50-day moving average line this entire time. Uh, I mean, since March 17th, I believe. Um, it, it's gotten support at that area, and it just keeps on powering higher. Not only that, I mean, it's got some pretty strong earnings there. I mean, this is this is Amazon. This is no this is no tiny stock, and for it to have triple-digit uh, triple earnings growth. Now, keep in mind that is coming off of negative numbers, and you can tell that because there's a little number sign on our earnings growth number. But still, coming from some losses, to you know, really, really strong numbers is is very impressive. And if you look at the weekly chart here, um, you can you can almost see if if you kind of look at that big week that it had, 
um, you know, draw a line along the lows there and then draw a line along the tops. You kind of are just really tightening up into this area. So the expectation here is that it would break one way or the other. And uh, right now, the fact that it's getting that support of the 10-week moving average line, I think, is a positive. Uh, so if this breaks above and kind of out of that tight little pennant action, um, that could be a positive for Amazon. And it, this is a very heavy weight in the queues, um, right. right? It's it's almost like five and a half percent, I think. So this is acting very differently from a lot of the stocks. The fact that it's holding up so well is, I think, you know, pretty remarkable. And mm -hmm. today is just an example of how strong it is because it was able to make a pretty significant gain with a lot of headwinds. Right. And that's the one good thing, I think, uh, on a day like today for long investors is to see, OK, what are the stocks that are holding up the best when the market is down? And that yeah. can be a great signal for leadership when the market starts picking back up again. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to buy it today, but certainly worth keeping an eye on what holds up the best, because a lot of times, as you said, Ali, those are the future leaders. Yep. Okay, let's go to NTNX. This is Nutanix Enterprise Software, also with a nice uh, day of market outperformance here, up 2.6%. And we did get above average volume here. A nice gap up on earnings a couple sessions ago, and it's definitely holding that gap nicely. Yeah, so this is, look, computer software enterprise, It's it's had its hits and misses, but there's you know, we just looked at the software IGV, and there's a lot of stocks that are actually holding up and setting up in this area. So I think it's worth watching um, that gap up. It really kind of put that relative strength line in this, you know, almost 12 o'clock position, you know, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe, uh, maybe 1230. But that is often a sign of, of strength. So I think this is absolutely worth watching. And Reinhard Krauss, he had a, an article last week on, on the earnings report that kind of mentioned a few things that I think are worth um, worth looking at. I mean, you know, you have the 24 cents a share uh, earnings that really, you know, trounced the estimates at 16 cents. It was coming off of a 17 cents a loss for a year earlier. Um, but, you know, they also had repurchase authorization of 350 million shares um, earlier they announced a marketing partnership with Cisco. And one of the things that was one of the key metrics that they look at is their ACB annual contract value because of the contract renewals uh, coming in much stronger than expected. Something to this 12% move on earnings. Um, so that's something I think worth watching some of these areas of strength. Uh, you've got a very very strong composite rating, 95. Uh, that's kind of what I look for, uh, 95 or higher in my composite rating. So there's uh, there's a lot to be said for this stock. And as you mentioned, the volume is coming in there, which is also nice. Yes, absolutely. And you were chopping up a little bit when we were when you were talking about the annual contract value, but that kind of uh, you know recurring revenue definitely has a positive impact on earnings. So yeah, we definitely recommend everyone checking out Reinhardt's article, which can definitely be easily accessed in this news column oh, it was, here. It was right up there. The right. Yeah. yeah it was up yes. Oh, I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, there it was. I pointed to it earlier and I guess <laughs> yeah. I forgot that I had already scrolled down. I was going to yeah. scroll back down to find it, but yep, there it mm. is. And last but not least, uh, you mentioned this is a metal and mining name. Here's Nucor, a steel producer, which is holding support at its 10 week line. Yeah, so holding support at the 10-week line, but this is why sometimes it's a good idea to take that step back and look at the 
bigger picture and look at the weekly chart and you see that it had this really you know deep base you know and pattern recognition really helps you out by doing some of the calculations for you so that was a 47 percent deep base a 29 percent deep handle i mean that's that's a base in itself right yeah. long enough and deep enough to where you would call that a base but look at what's been happening lately um if you kind of look right in there yeah from that peak and it, it's it's not the pattern recognition isn't recognizing it as a flat base because uh, at that 174 and a quarter high, it popped above it by 25 cents. Um, you know, yeah, right in there. So that's why it's not recognizing it as a flat base. But to me, this is a flat base. You've got less than a 7% depth. So for something that has been so kind of wide and loose to tighten up like that, I think is a, it's worth watching. Now, we do have a lot of issues, you know, uh, there's the, the questions of China growth and, um, you know, e even growth across the world uh, that could affect the steel producers. But right now, this tight action is something that I think is worth watching. As always, I'm not interested in trying to anticipate what I want to see is which way does it break? Can it break to the upside and, and go further from there? Or is this something that breaks to the downside? But right now, the tight action, I think, is absolutely worth noting. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for that, Justin. And thanks everyone for tuning in. That's it for today. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IB Live and we hope you join us investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. And you're going to be joined by Joe Fami. He always seems to bring that market mojo when he's on. So the pressure's on. The pressure is on, isn't it, Justin? See if he can work a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need you, Joe. Perfect timing. It's like I, would, I would take a subsequent follow through day right now. Absolutely. So yeah. 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 Pressure's on. All right. Looking forward to that. We'll see everyone then. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.